And I'd be like, sit back, man, you hear a television of the team function. And I'm under the beanbag. I hated it. I can't breathe. I can't. And they would lift it up, and I'd go, thank you. And they'd push it back down. Man, I was impressed. I did not like that at all. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Like-Minded Men Podcast. This is the place where a few fellas sit around the table. We have some pizza. And we talk about the word, we talk about God, and what it's like to live it out, to live out our lives for Christ today, 2019 America. Man, I I am so glad Jesus died for my sins, because I know at times I have denied God. I know at times I have questioned God. Me too. And I'll be standing up there and he'll be like, oh, Charlie, you're here. <laughs> when you were six. Remember that? That Thursday? I'll be like, uh, no. <laughs> when your Raiders lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That happened off. Remember when you were 27? <laughs> Do you remember when you were 30? <sighs> remember all these things that you've done that went against my war. Oh, man, I'm so glad that does not apply to me because Jesus died for me. And his death washes me clean. But, and we don't have this on the on the roster today, but it's the 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 story of the talents mm-hmm. and how the three the three people are given more. And a talent is a form of money; it's an, an amount. So they're given talents, and one of them I think is given five talents. One's given three talents, and one's given one talent. And then the 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 master tells them, "Invest it. I'll be back, and I want a return on my investment." And the five-talent guy goes out and doubles it. Right. And the three-talent guy goes out and doubles it. But the one-talent guy buried it buried because it he was afraid because he knew the master could be kind of critical and tough at times. And when he came back, he's like, I have the talent you gave me. I buried it because I didn't want to lose. And the guy gets – the master gets mad at him. Oh, yeah. And says, bad. dude – I've given you this and you disrespect me by not investing it. I hope this podcast is us investing. I really hope it is. Be- That's it. Our talents, right? And, and Ernest has got some talents. I'm telling you right now. He's got the sound engineered. He's got the mics. He's got some talents. I can roll but- up a cord really good. <laughs> we are investing our talents. Right. For the Lord. Because in case you listeners didn't realize, this is a nighttime kind of a thing. We could be chilling at home with our families, <laughs> with our feet up, hopefully not looking at a torn shower curtain or some <laughs> food left on the countertops. But we could be with our families. But we're right. giving that up because we want to be here with you. Oh. Oh. Heart sound. <laughs> thum, 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 thum. Whatever, whatever, sound the, whatever sound the love is. Oh, man. This, this podcast is just disintegrating into nothing. I'm, I'm horrible. All right. So God's will is basically his desire for us. It's good. He wants us to love one another. And he says, you know what? If you'll start following me, I'll help you love one another. He'll help us. Do you think you're a better, let me rephrase this. Do you think you understand God more now than you did your first year as a Christian? I don't know, because that understanding continues to grow. Bingo. You, because I, I used to think at a point, it's like, yeah, I got this. Right. Bam. Yeah. Okay. Here's the proverbial <laughs> Mack truck that just smacked me up against the head. Yes. Uh, dude, you don't know. Squat. Come on. Follow me. Check yes. this out. There's more. There's more. Don't ever think. Because in the Bible, it talks about knowledge pops up. Yep. 
And I knew a few of those guys. I know this and I know that. And I felt like, gosh, I feel small in comparison to you. You rattle off all this stuff, but it's like, does it really, does it really, you know? I, I wrote this down a few weeks ago. I was a, I was in a discipleship class and I had, I, I got worried because pastor was talking about some stuff and I wrote this down because I wanted to ask him and I said, how do I ensure that I don't misrepresent God's truth? Because, I mean, I enjoy doing this podcast with you, brother, but I don't want to misrepresent right. God. Right. I don't want him up there like, dude, no, <laughs> dude, no. I don't want him. I mean, I'm hoping God, God's if we are off track, palms. <laughs> yeah, if we're off track, God, cut the power. Yeah. Just, man, if the power went out right now, I would freak. All right. You're so like, I wrote this gone. down. How do I ensure that I'm not misrepresenting God's truth? And Pastor John was like, well, number one, confess and repent. You just have to. You have to confess and repent it. And then use the Bible as a filter. Kind of like that person asking me, how can a loving God ask you to, to sacrifice your child? No, 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 no. Don't judge the Bible. Right. Let the Bible judge you. Let it speak to you. There it is. And then don't speak up against the truth in the Bible. So if somebody today, and I had asked you that question, do you feel like you know more now than you did when you first started? The more... The closer I get to God, the bigger he gets. Now, that's, and the that's more crazy. There, and the more there is to take in and the more there is to learn, but don't let that be a burden. Consider it right. that blessing because it's like totally. now I get to know more. Totally. And then I realize I don't know anything. <laughs> I mean, I do. As God gets bigger, I get smaller. And I'm like, whoa, if my mind was puffing up like look at everything I know, and then he just doubled in size. Wait, now I'm half of what I used to be? Well, and then he <laughs> just took the pin and went, Psh. yeah, you're done, buddy. Yeah, so I'm just like, whoa, the closer I get to him, the bigger he gets. And the more I think I know, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I think we're going to push on into this this last one that uh, Satan is a liar. Because I think we got a few minutes on this, and we probably got enough time here. I had jotted this down, you know, that God is truth, and Satan is a liar. And I found me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight verses. Bam. Talking about Satan. And I just wanna I just wanna rip through these and share what God was laying on my heart about Satan. Because Satan's real. If you don't believe me, just try and live life. And you will find out that he is real. So is that John eight? John eight, forty three and forty four. It's red letters. So Jesus is talking. It says, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. Mm. Ouch. Ouch. So he was speaking to people saying, look, you're not even following me, man. You're following the devil. Mm. So the devil's real. Dude is real. Jesus talks about him. Then I jump over to Luke. 10, 18. And Luke says this about Satan. See, because I was, I was on the internet, and we have Netflix, mm -hmm. and I was checking out, you know, hey, what shows are going on? They got a show called Lucifer. Mm. And I think they're making him out to be this awesome, handsome, charismatic dude who everyone wants to be friends with and stuff. And I'm thinking, dude, that's another name for Satan. Right. Yeah. And you're making him out to be like your best friend ever? Well, let's see what the Bible says right here about Satan. 
And it says in Luke 10, 8, and he said to them, so this is Jesus, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, if you read the Bible, it, in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So they're talking about Jesus being with God. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So that's real. Not good. And he's <laughs> fallen. He's a fallen angel. Then I go back to John ten ten, and check this out. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So he's real. He's a fallen angel. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. So I'm asking you a question. Would you want a friend like this? Hey, I got this friend, Bobby Joe. And if your name's Bobby Joe, I apologize. I got this friend, Bobby Joe. You know, he's, you know, he, 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 he'll steal from you, you know, and he'd probably kill you if you had a chance. And he's definitely out to destroy you. Want to invite him over for dinner? I mean, like, no. But no. then it's, it doesn't stop there because then we go to Matthew 4 1. So if I go to Matthew 4, 1, and this guy is killing, stealing, and destroying, and now you want to invite this guy over for dinner? This is what it says. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm. Okay. He's going to lie. He's going to cheat. He's going to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's going to tempt you. He's going to try and get you to do things you wouldn't do on your own. Right. And at that point where he's being tempted by the devil, yep. what does Jesus counter him with? Scripture. It's, yeah, the word. He hits him with the word. He hits, <laughs> he hits him, him with, with the, the word. Truth. And he's just like, sorry, buddy. Not going to happen because my father says. Now, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. I read that one in a previous little episode, I believe. But this is what it says about Satan, about the devil. But even in our, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. And that was 3 and 4. So 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says that the God of this age, the devil, is going to blind your mind. So... Invite him over for dinner because he's going to steal from you. He's going to try and kill you. He's going to destroy you. He's going to tempt you, and he's going to blind you. He's going to flat out lie to you so you don't see the truth. And I'm thinking, man, I don't know if I want this dude around me. And then John 13.2. John 13.2 says he's going to take it to the next level because he's just not going to mess with your mind. He's going to mess with your heart. And it says... And supper being ended, they were feasting together, Jesus and the disciples. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot. He's going to put stuff in your heart. He's literally going to blind your mind. He's going to tempt you, and he's going to place things in your heart. Mm -hmm. And the heart is the thing that drives us. So he's literally going after your heart. And I'm thinking, man, if this dude was going after my heart and he was loving, caring, forgiving, I'd be like, welcome. But he's coming after my heart and he steals, he kills, and he destroys. I'm thinking, man, I don't, mm -mm. 
I don't want that. Then I boogie over to Acts 10.38. And Acts 10.38 says something else about the dude known as the devil. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with the power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. He's an oppressor. Now, I had two older brothers. I was oppressed often. <laughs> we we had this beanbag at my house. My mom made this beanbag because she was an awesome mom and she could sew. She took all of our old Levi's and our denim jeans. She made this beanbag that was like six foot by six foot by four foot high. She bought all them little pebbles and put it in there. We love that beanbag. I loved that beanbag until my parents were gone. Then I hated that beanbag because I was small enough to fit under it. And my two older brothers would throw me under the beanbag. And they would both sit on it and watch like Gilgan's Island. So I was oppressed. I was shamed. <laughs> I was beanbagged, man. That thing was amazing. It was funny when, when uh, my parents moved out of their house and they were moving on. My mom's like, does anyone want that beanbag? And I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. man, I got some bad memories with you that beanbag. You take that thing right. To- <laughs> That's right. Throw that thing away. I think one of my nieces got it. So – Satan is real. He's a fallen angel. He fell from heaven. He steals, kills, and destroys. He's a tempter. He blinds your mind. He places things in your heart. He's an oppressor. And my last one, 2 Timothy 2.26. This is the rapid fire round. Man, I'm telling you. I was doing some studying. 2 Timothy 2.26. It says this. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. He's going to take you captive, man. (laughs) I've seen rabbits get snared. I've seen it. Those Alaskan wilderness shows, they catch the rabbit. And what's the next thing to do? They kill it. (laughs) We already know Satan's a killer. Right. Because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So for those of you who are uh, saved and you believe in Christ, um, Satan's out to get you, man. He's a fallen angel. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, here's the deal. He can't He can't kill or destroy God. So he's going to come after God's kids. Right. That's what he's going to do. And if we don't know the truth that he's going to tempt us, he's going to blind us, he's going to go after our heart, he's going to oppress us, he's going to capture us, he's going to get us into things that we don't see coming, and he's going to flip them on us. And he's going to say, ha, gotcha. In that case... God, I need some help. Confess, hey, God, I might have stepped away from you. Hey, God, I might have let my eyes drift onto that Internet screen, to that little site I probably shouldn't have been on. Forgive me. Yes. And ask for forgiveness. I had asked a pastor years ago, why do I have to pray? He said, man, you got to keep that communication open with God. Because when you stop talking to God, you're going to stop hearing God when he's talking to you. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. So if I mess up and Satan has tempted me, he's lied, he's cheated, he's stolen, and he snared me, all I have to do is ask for help. God, I'm so sorry. God knows what's going on, man. He sees all, he knows all. He knows those sins I've committed. And all he's asking for is for me to ask for forgiveness. Because the moment I ask, and it's kind of like your kids. If you're out there listening, you got kids. You know that kid stole that cookie. You know that kid, he's hiding it from you, she's hiding it from you, and all of a sudden they turn at you and they got that big fat lip and they're like, oh, Daddy, I'm so sorry. You gonna kick him? 
No. You're gonna give <laughs> you're gonna give him a snake? No. You're gonna forgive him, you're gonna hug on him and you're gonna love him, and you're gonna say thank you for telling me the truth. Even if you dropped a whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet and tried to flush it and walked away. <laughs> Oh, 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 yes, life. <laughs> you just flush it. Yeah, we got problems. Yeah, we ask for forgiveness just like our children ask us for forgiveness. And we're loving. And we're not even loving to the degree that God's loving. He's going to forgive us, man. Fellas, you're out there listening, and you know you messed up. Ask for help. Just say, man, I'm so sorry. Because here's the deal. It says his grace is new every morning. And don't be afraid to, like when your kids swipe the cookie, dump a roll of toilet paper in the toilet. <laughs> you know, if you go sideways with them, it's okay to say, you know what, I ask for your forgiveness. Bingo. Because that's going to show our kids, you know, we're not perfect. Nope. But we know that we did something wrong, and that's that's what God would want for us. And us asking our kids for forgiveness is modeling us asking for for forgiveness, and that helps them see how to ask for forgiveness. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, in this episode, we talked about God's will and how his word basically spells it out. If you're questioning, hey, God, what you got for me? Read the word. Right. Just start diving into the word. Oh, man, you don't know, man. My, my schedule's busy. I'm out at 5 in the morning. I'm not home till 5 at night. Give him five minutes at night. I had I had a pastor tell me a few years ago. He's like, Charlie, do you read at night? I said, Yeah, I read sometimes before I go to bed, but I feel kind of guilty because I'm falling asleep and and I just close my Bible and I forget. He goes, No, man, you're dreaming about it all night. <laughs> you ended the day with Bible. Just dream about it all night. And he he wanted me to realize any time I'm spending in the Bible is better than no time in the Bible. Right. So just read the Word. It doesn't work, though, if you open it up and you fall asleep and your face is on it, on the word. Osmosis. And, yeah, osmosis doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, if and I you sleep can't, on it. You can't. Yeah. Well, so another guy, he was like, or actually, I, I told this to somebody. They're like, yeah, so what you been doing? I've been in prayer for eight hours, man. He's like, dude, really? Go, yeah, I named my bed prayer. So that doesn't really count for anything either. But it's like, you know. Dude, you named your bed prayer. That's great. I've been in prayer for eight hours. Well, it's more like four and a half. <laughs> but That's great. It's just that continual doing it. And even if you don't have four hours or right. two hours. Or half an hour. Mm-hmm. Every every little bit helps them. Um, I my schedule's been really crazy. Monday mornings I'm up at four. I'm at work by five. But and I mean my body after being in a weekend mode is just like oh, you're gonna go to work. <laughs> and just being able to hear something, whether it be you know praise and worship music on the yep. radio. This Monday morning. I don't know who the preacher was, but hallelujah. You know, he was one of those guys, Southern, and just like, okay, I'm awake, and this guy's grooving, and he's got a good message to share. And, you know, even something like that. You need it. We need it. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. Fellas, you got to spend time with fellas who believe. 
I don't know if I could name it. I would call it spending time with like-minded men. Oh. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> so thanks for joining us this week. Um, we hope you were fed. I know Ernest and I were fed. Tim, you were fed. We had some pizza. But we were fed with a word. Yeah. And uh, Amen. It, it feels so good spending time with fellows who believe what we believe. That's right. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you got something from it. And uh, remember to come back and see us next week right here on the Like-Minded Men podcast. Later. Good night.